Welcome to the Happiness Secrets Podcast. I am so excited that you're here today. This podcast is going to change your life on all levels. Hi, my name is Sam, the Happiness Man. I am a holistic health and happiness coach, meditation teacher, crystal light therapist, Sam Behind Energy Healer, and Connect Therapy Physiotherapist. My purpose in life is to help world-changing entrepreneurs such as yourself to be truly happy and to achieve all your big dreams in life. To literally be a 10 out of 10 in all areas of life from happiness to health to your soulmate, friends, family, business, finances and your freedom lifestyle. My mission in life is to awaken the world and to create world peace through the path of Dharma, holistic health awakened centers, utopian communities, and the world peace charity to solve all the world's problems. But I can't do this alone. I need world changing entrepreneurs like you to be truly happy and to achieve your big dreams in life, to share your gifts to the world. And this is how we make true global change, by all healing ourselves to heal the world. P.S. If you resonate with the message or if you love this podcast and got so much out of it, then it would absolutely mean the world to me if you could share it with someone that you love. And if you could leave a five-star review, this helps us to spread the message with the world and you'll also go in to an amazing competition where you can win two prizes up to a value of $4,444. If you listen to the end, you'll find out more about the competition as well. Enjoy. So your mission really resonates with me. I would definitely say I'm on the same mission. Um, what I do as a coach, uh, I call it holistic mindset and business coaching. Holistic because I do think that all, all the different aspects of life are interconnected, right? Like the, our outer experience and our inner experience and then also relationships and business and self-love and self-image and all of those things. So that's why I have the holistic in there. And yeah, the way that I see myself having an impact to more, to a better future for all of us is by working with individuals one-on-one -on -one and helping them to have more, more joy, more ease in their lives. And then to channel like that positive energy through their work. You know, a lot of people that I work with are entrepreneurs. I have some freelancers who are on their own mission to have a positive impact in their own unique way. And basically working with me is a little bit like, like a turbocharger, but not that, not, not one that feels like super, you know, like pressure, but yeah, we can actually flow and have joy and inner peace. And through that speed up our, our progress and, and have a bigger impact on the world. Amazing, mate. I absolutely love that. I really resonate with your purpose, your mission, and yeah, just your energy, mate. I can tell you're a really 
good, kind-hearted person who wants the best for everyone. And I would love to hear a bit more about your story, like with your spiritual awakening and, and how you got to this point with um, helping your clients. Yeah. So very shortly, I studied physics. Um, after physics, uh, I did the bachelor degree. I went into the startup entrepreneurship space and co-founded a company that I was running for two and a half years. Didn't work out. And maybe the last three quarters of a year or half year, I got into a depressive phase because I felt stuck in life. And that, that business was not super aligned with my purpose. It was like a very positive impact. We were trying to improve the childcare um, uh, field, basically the communication that's happening there and great cause, but not my own personal mission. And so that led to a big change in my life. I decided to quit the company and I also decided instead of figuring out what I'm going to do next, right? Because there was like a little bit of like, wait, what if, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to earn money after I quit the startup? Like what's the next thing for me? Instead of diving into that right away, I made a conscious choice to dive into researching how does happiness work? How does life fulfillment work? Where do our emotions come from? Like, I never thought about that before. It was just, it was just there until it wasn't. And um, so that led to, I would say, the spiritual awakenings side of thing. I didn't have like a single moment where, you know, near death experience or drinking ayahuasca and then everything was different. It was more like a gradual, like, oh, oh, this is how it, oh, this is how it is, right? Through reading books, getting into meditation, doing Vipassana retreat. Um, yeah and then that was maybe five years ago six years ago um, I came and I was traveling in Australia at that time uh, in my camper van you know with my journal with my books um, spending a lot of time by myself and then I came back to Germany and it took me probably around another year to realize the transformation that I went through um, is something that I want to provide for others in one way or another, right? Like just helping people um, by speaking to people directly. That was basically the missing part. Like, hey, okay, I want to help people feel better and live a better life, but how, right? And then um, like three and a half years ago, when I got into coaching, this is when it clicked. It's like, oh, I actually can work as a coach and have deep one-on-one -on -one conversations with people and help them in that way. Yeah, that's how I ended up as a coach. <laughs> Amazing, mate. So, so, such a cool story, mate. And now it's good to see the background of what we've had to overcome and to get to where we are today. And yeah, so you, you talked about you did a Vipassana camp as well. So I would love to hear a bit about your experience on that. Mm. It was a... A very beautiful experience. It was uh, close to Brisbane in Australia. The, the center there is so lovely and cute. And there's like a family of kangaroos living there who are also super peaceful because they are surrounded by meditators the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I came to, to this place 
meditated there 10 hours a day for 10 days, basically without speaking to anyone, only to the teacher. And it brought my meditation game to a whole nother level. Like the, the depth of the meditations um, was something I've never experienced before. Simply the fact of not having any input, right? It's not only not speaking to anyone. It's also, you don't read, you don't listen to podcasts, you don't listen to music, you don't have your phone, you don't have a pen and a paper to write stuff. So you're really just with your own thoughts and with your own presence. And then what was really interesting was right afterwards, it's, it, uh, it stopped like the last day was on Christmas and I didn't know anyone there. So I, I just came to Brisbane basically, or I think it's Pomona, not far from, from, from Brisbane. And then I met a guy there and on the way back, I, I took him in my camper van to Brisbane. He was like, man, if you want, you can stay in my room because I'm going to fly down to Sydney to spend time with my family. He's like, oh, this is amazing. I would love to, you know, thank you for that offer. But then I was there on my own on Christmas and I felt super weird. Like I just had this very amazing experience, but now I'm back in the normal way and the normal like life and it's Christmas and I don't have anyone. My family is on the other side of the world. Um, but yeah, I, I felt it was a huge, huge thing for me to, to go through that. Um, also with just like sitting for so long in meditation, like, yeah. And then I decided at that moment, right afterwards, I'm going to do that again in like a year or so when I'm in Germany. And then I did it, um, a second time in Germany and probably maybe in 2022 or next year, I will do it a third time. Um, yeah, it's a very beautiful, very deep spiritual practice. Oh, perfect, mate. Yeah, it's, it is like, yeah, quite deep you go into it. And it's quite like challenging, like, like all yes. your stuff comes up and, um, but in a good way. So that you can be with it to be economist. And yeah, and no, I'm feeling the calling to do one again soon, actually. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And did you say before you've like dabbled a bit in psychedelics or in the past or not so much? A little bit. I would say more in the recreational way yeah um my first ayahuasca experience was after that i've taken mushrooms now in a ceremonial context in a ritual ritualistic way um yeah and i think like my whole interest in you know drugs or psychedelics has shifted from oh yeah this can be really cool and fun to how can i use that as a spiritual you know tool to help me grow as a person um yeah yeah so i had experiences with psychedelics before that but all the very impactful ones happened in the last yeah five four four five years after the first vipassana nice man can you is there any um big realizations you had from ayahuasca or your mushroom journeys later on or is it um, Yeah, many, <laughs> many. Someone recently asked me, like, what was the, the benefit, basically, I had from plant medicine? And there was one moment, maybe three years ago, when I was walking through a forest. Um, it was fall, so all the leaves turned red and, and yellow. And I was walking there, and 
a little bit of wind came and then like a few leaves were falling down right in front of me from this tree. And I just stood there in awe of the beauty of that. Mm. And I noticed like, I, I probably saw falling leaves so many times in my life, you know, since I'm a child and I never got so struck by the beauty of it. Mm. And I think that was a moment where I was like, oh, all this inner work and the psychedelic experiences that I had, the, yeah, I, I have that appreciation for nature, for beauty, mm. because of the transformation that came from it. Um, yeah, and then the, like another example uh, on my first, actually the, the third ayahuasca experience, but the first two ones were not as powerful, was when I had this visual representation of a part of me who just wants to be free, you know, and like enjoy life. And another part of me who thinks we need to be disciplined, you know, we need to just be productive and all of that. And I realized that the relationship I have to that part was quite negative. You know, I was, you know, I don't want this part. I need to, um, instead of, Hey, you're a part of me, you know, let's, let's all come together in harmony and what is your need? What is your need? You know, how can we co-create an amazing life where we are not just only having fun and hanging around and, you know, not putting in the inner work and the outer work to have an impact, to become a better person, but also how can we not just be disciplined and strict, but also have the flow and the, you know, the, the lightness of, of being alive and yeah so the shift was in how i deal with those different parts in me in a more loving way instead of like yeah yeah this is cool but this is this is bad yeah 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 that's that's really deep and profound it maybe for some people listening it sounds so simple but it is like profound and i think the first thing like you said um I swear after psychedelics, I see like leaves in like high definition now, or it seems like, I know like just like the extra green in the leaves and you really notice the beauty in it. And just like as something as simple as that with the leaves falling and just when we really slow down the beauty in every present moment is amazing. And yeah, I've been going through that too, that there's both sides of us. It's like, yes, we do have that infinite loving God spirit side, but as well in this physical reality, there is that love and fear, even though it's all love behind it all. But can you really accept that and bring balance to that? And even just the balance of the divine feminine of just being here now, but also that divine masculine of taking action and creating in the world. I think it is a real gift, easier said than done as well. But yeah, very, very profound. And when we were talking earlier, I heard you're living in a house like full of entrepreneurs. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's such a cool idea. Like, can you tell me more about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're, we're in an apartment, uh, the, the rooftop apartment, basically, it has three levels. It has nine bedrooms. So I think with the friend that stays uh, with me right now for a week, I think we are 10 people. And yeah, most of them are entrepreneurs who have some really cool 
um, a climate tech entrepreneur. She's working on providing um, clean drinking water. Uh, we have a, uh, another, she's a, she's a woman, another female founder who is in the plant-based space um, to support, you know, the transition to, to more people eating more plant-based. And it happens, this whole experience happened because uh, friends of mine that I met in, in Bali, I was living in Bali for one and a half years, uh, they found this apartment and they just made a deal with the, the guy who rents it usually on Airbnb on a like day-to-day -day basis uh, to block it for us for two months. And then they basically went around and looked for the right people to, to join this experience. Cool. And it's been incredible for me because I do like to be around people, um, but I don't like to spend a lot of time making that happen, right? Let's say during the week, you know, I have my coaching clients, I have like sports I want to do. If I need to drive like 45 minutes one way to see a friend, I'm probably not going to do it during the week. Yeah. But here living with so many cool people, all I need to do is go out of my room and then I can socialize yeah. and that really, it feels really great. So this is going to be over in six days from now. Uh, like we're recording this on the 4th of March. Uh, and then after the 10th, I will uh, travel around a little bit. I will rent a camper van for two weeks and um, yeah, live, live on the oh. in nature, hopefully in beautiful places in my camper van. And then hopefully I find a similar, a similar experience like this, maybe more outside of Lisbon, you know, of the city, yeah. uh, more in nature, but in a bigger group uh, of, of people and in a great community. Because cool. I do think we all need community and it's something that even though more and more people kind of come to the cities, we feel more and more alone, right? And disconnected and um, then all the digital nomads, you know, who have location independence we could travel around they also very often struggle with loneliness um so making things like that happen like those co-living experiences mm. i think is super super amazing cool cool so i i absolutely love that mate and i usually leave this question till last but while we're on the topic of yeah what is your vision for helping the world and I guess, like you said, this new community, co-living or like the utopia and all you've got an entrepreneur doing clean drinking water and other things like that. Like, yeah, what is your personal vision for it? Um, and then we'll maybe dissect it, how we can actually create it. Yeah. I think in my personal vision for the world, um, Everyone who wants to live in community can actually do that. And we have, we have the, the spaces available, the kind of the structures. Um, I personally would yeah, love to live in a place, in a piece of land, in nature, where I might have my own home there or my own hut, you know, especially later when I think about five, 10 years in the future, I might have a um, a girlfriend, wife with kids. So I do want to have like a little bit of our own space, but then directly connected to community spaces, you know, where we can maybe cook together, we can have bonfires, we can sit in a circle, you know, like 
in the good old days, thousands of years ago. I think there's a lot of power to that. Um, and for, for the people who prefer cities, maybe they find similar ways to, to, to live in, in cities. That's that part. I don't know how much I will involve, I will be involved in that directly because my purpose, my passion, my, my skills, my talents is, are in deep coaching. So you need other skills for that, right? It's more like organizing, facilitating, bringing people together. Um, yeah, maybe I partner up with someone and kind of get involved somehow. Here in this, just a quick, quick little uh, maybe anecdote. In this uh, experience right now, at the very beginning, I, I everyone was like, "Hey, what can we help each other with?" You know, and I said, "I'm super happy to provide some coaching and and give each of us, uh, each of you, a coaching session to the ones who are interested." And then people started taking me up on it, and everyone was like super happy and super amazing. So um, with Steven, the guy who started this whole thing, um, we're already talking that maybe, you know, we can collaborate and I can do workshops for the community. I can provide some coaching. And um, if I live, if he's doing it again in the city, if I live with them or not, probably not, but I can still be involved. And he's thinking, um, how can we scale that? Right, which is, is not so easy, I think, to scale like communities that live together. But um, there are a lot of people that I've met already who have a desire to start a community. So that, that's one piece of the equation. I think the other piece and where I see myself getting more and more involved in is what has the biggest impact on raising the level of consciousness we have on that planet? Mm, I think if I find a way or an opportunity to have to facilitate or, or implement change in the educational system and maybe, you know, integrate some mindfulness practices or meditation um, into the educational system so that children get exposed to those kind of uh, values and, and practices at an earlier age, I think that could be uh, very transformative for the whole of humanity, you know, in the decades, decades to come. Mm. And with the whole psychedelic revolution that's happening right now, you know, with more and more research showing very clearly that um, psilocybin and MDMA and, and um, ayahuasca, that those, those substances can be extremely helpful for healing you know, the trauma that we carry around. Um, I think that is a very exciting field and, and possibility to speed up the, the progress of evolution of consciousness. Because I'm very certain that it will only continue. The, it, we, we don't go back in our consciousness, right? Like after we wake up, we can't just forget what we've seen. And I think that's also true on a, on a global level. But the question is, is it happening fast enough or are we fucking up the planet completely um, before we see, see more clearly what we're actually doing and yeah, who we are and why we're here? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love that. And I resonate with everything you're saying. I, I, I agree with it. And it's 
curious. I always used to say this, like, find inner peace within yourself to find world peace in life. And I was just listening to this podcast, Deja Blue, and then there was, like, Reverend Brittany or something like this. She's, she's a shaman. And I just saw she did a video on, like, on how to stop war and that. And she said that same quote. And so I've kind of found this, that balance of just being, being happy and, and being the change you wish to see, um, but as well taking action with that, that balance as well. But also to kind of know that in the past, I maybe like put pressure on myself, like, oh, I gotta save the world and do all this kind of thing. And like you said, um, you're a coach. And so it's like focusing on your niche, on your lane as well. And I think trusting that there's a lot of people out here with the same visions as we're light workers, we've manifested here for a reason to truly make a change. And so on that topic, so obviously at the moment there's a war with Russia and Ukraine and you think 2022 that this would still happen. I was really surprised and yeah. And I guess I'll talk a bit my kind of vision with it all and then leave it up to you that yeah. I really believe that it is that find inner peace within yourself to find world peace in life. The only person that we're a hundred percent in control of is ourselves. Yes. And really realizing, like we said before, there's those two parts of us. There is this loving infinite loving God self. And then there is this fearful ego side with the, the separation, um, me versus you, I need to get something or greed or power or whatever it is. And so I really believe it's like every moment of meditation, when you really learn to meditate, which seems so simple and to realize you're not this dark voice in your head, and you just be, and it's almost like if you had a, a glass of cloudy, dirty water with dirt shooken up and there's a piece of gold inside and that's you, this infinite love or the mystery or however you describe the unexplainable. And if you're constantly thinking and worrying and it really makes you lost in this illusion this dream or I really believe like this is a matrix almost like a simulation in a dream but there's not killer robots behind it there's nothing but infinite love and to get there it is simple as just letting go it's counterintuitive counter logical um, one of the best books is like Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu it's like just be not do, let go, it's already done, need nothing, attract everything. And when we truly just let go and be, and be that piece of gold, even though it just feels like presence, it feels quite not this big high or maybe do a psychedelics or this or that, but just very subtle, just to be. And then there's a subtle joy, a subtle happiness, a subtle peace. And this loving part of us, this connected, we're all one, like how we treat others is how we treat ourselves, how we treat ourselves is how we treat others, naturally comes out. That's who we all are. 
and even all these people who are so lost in their ego, it's like beneath it all, that's what we are. We're almost role-playing in these games. And Lao Tzu says that if we just all focus on that, being the change, like doing the best we can, becoming the best version of ourselves, this creates a butterfly effect because we're all one. And it's 100% what we're in control of. And I really, it said that in the Tao Te Ching, that if we just do that, we will naturally play our part, like whatever our gift is, whatever excites us in life, um, will naturally unfold. Like you said, you're like with coaching and I'm a coach and healer as well, but there's another person with like sustainable water and then renewable energy and, and this and that. So everyone, it will just naturally unfold, which is so counter logical where it's like, oh, I have to do and save it all and da, 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 when it's just let go and be. And, but on the other side, like, of course, like supporting the people in Ukraine or supporting everyone as well. But until someone's ready to change and to listen, it, yeah, it won't be done. And it's almost we've been born into this society and it's so ego driven. Like it's amazing what we've created, but it's still a small percentage. And I feel it's like it, it's an important time in life. It's like off Gene Keys, it's a good book. It's the time when Prince Charming kisses Sleeping Beauty to awaken the world. That we're this caterpillar going into this um, cocoon and it's metamorphosis. And that's why for like a lot of people that haven't woken up, <laughs> like going through their shit and like COVID's happened and then this war and all this stuff. But it's a part of the evolution that if you see behind it all, you can tap into, it's all love, but it's just that illusion. And But if we get lost in the movie of like Game of Thrones, if you believe you're that character, like life shit, it's suffering. But as soon as you awaken and you're like God or spirit consciousness watching the movie of life and living like a foot in both worlds, that's how I feel like naturally from that, then naturally we'll all evolve. Naturally, the communities will get built. Naturally, there'll be a more loving society and things like war and that will never happen. But like it is, you have to trust the process. You have to have faith and that, yeah, I believe like any movie like Star Wars or something like that, like love always wins in the end and mm -hmm. that's who we are or that's how I... Like I really strongly feel, um, but yeah, it, but end of the day, like life is a mystery. The meaning of life is a mystery. True knowledge is not knowing. So the mind wants to know why and try and figure it out, but just be in the present moment and just enjoy. And if we all move towards that, I really feel that the world will change. It'll be more this loving 5d earth, come into creation as well so yeah and i i would love your um thoughts on all that too yeah i mean i think where it gets a little tricky is like if we would all do this right but we don't <laughs> not, not everyone is not everyone is putting in the inner work and and looking at their own stuff um so how do we deal with that right where maybe what is the balance between focusing on ourselves and being in a state of love and peace and 
um, maybe just also like channeling our energy into our mission. Yeah. And also if there's something happening like this war, how do we deal with that? Yeah. Right. And <clears throat> I don't think there's like the right answer for everyone, but I do think that there is a social pressure to be informed, yeah. um, maybe even to do something about it, but also just only to be informed. And, and that can be, it can be great for someone to get information around that and maybe then to mobilize things and maybe even find a purpose in doing something about this war and helping the people there. Um, but it can also be very distracting. Um, you know, let's say for me personally, I know what my mission is. I, I know how I help people and how I want to continue to help people. And spending five hours to learn about what is happening there and whose fault is it or who, like what are the motives from Russia, from Ukraine, it will not be time well spent. And it needs a certain amount of confidence in that to maybe withhold the social pressure that exists around news in general, right? Like, what do you mean you don't know about this? What do you mean you haven't watched the news? Like, yeah, I don't, you know, I do know about the war because I live with people and I've heard of it, um, but I don't consume any news. I haven't watched any uh, like news or documentary or read any articles about like what exactly is happening there and what is happening today, what is happening yesterday. I don't know. And I think I don't need to know. At the same time, um, it's not that I want to ignore it because I don't feel emotionally ready to, you know, feel it. I, I know like humans can be so terrible and horrible and bad things happen every single day on this planet. We have child abuse, we have rape, we have murder and we have wars where innocent people get killed. And if I think about that, I feel it. It fucking sucks. It's really, it's really, really bad that this happens. Um, from my own human experience, right? From the, uh, or perspective. From the perspective of the universe, probably not, right? It's, it's just nature, you know, the trees, they grow and then they fall and they die. And this one animal eats the other animal and they, that's it. And humans, you know, maybe we just also grow and evolve and then we get into conflicts and we kill thousands of other humans. Yeah, that's just it, right? And then maybe we learn from it, maybe not. But as a human, you know, as a, as a person with um, mirror neurons and the ability to feel compassion, it's like, yeah, this is really terrible that this happens. Um, yeah, so basically my, my perspective is, of course, of course it happens because we have our egos and Putin or whoever else is involved in making those decisions. Um, they are not in a state of inner peace and happiness. It's impossible to hurt someone or to start a war if you're in that state. So clearly, we wouldn't have that problem if they would be in an inner state of, of joy and, and peace. Mm, but they're not, right? They're not, and maybe they never will be in this lifetime. I don't know. Mm, yeah, so I do think the worst thing that we can do in general, like that's, that's a very generalistic statement, is to get sucked into the war um, topic 
and consume, 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 feel more and more terrible and not do anything about it. I think the percentage of people who actually proactively do something about it uh, may be donating or demonstrating or if you live closer to there, maybe taking people, refugees into their homes. I think this percentage is very small and there are a lot of people who are very engaged into the in the information and you know just the news things and i don't think that's helpful like no one benefits if more people feel terrible it's not good you know if if people feel like terrible in a way that they are angry and upset and then they do something with that energy they channel it into like creating a change okay that's great but if you don't see yourself doing it or you know like no i have my thing here then it might be a good idea to also have some boundaries like how much of this negative stuff do i want to get involved in um if it lowers my level of joy and happiness then it's probably more harmful than than beneficial yeah uh, so yeah i guess my encouragement for for the listeners or, or watchers is check in with yourself be honest with yourself like is, is it useful for you to get really into that whole uh, dynamic and topic? Um, are you going to do something about it? Are you going to, you can even do something about it by just sharing things and uh, like in a proactive way that are useful, not to, not to spread more fear. That's not useful. Um, yeah. That's kind of my, my take on the whole war topic. Mate, I, I love it. And, and I agree with you. I, yeah, like I, I don't watch the news either. It's like you just see it. Like usually, if it's important, you see it on social media or or what what it is. And yeah, it is that fine balance. And I think it's very true what you said of like trusting yourself and intuitively. Like I don't know exactly all that's going on. I see little snippets and yeah, and it's like you simple as just you can be in that peaceful state and it's no point getting into that fear and then and then that kind of spreads as well but you can even just send your blessings there like we're all energy and send your blessings there and it's like do as simple as like do you choose love or fear yeah so depending if like you feel you need to be informed or not um but then what do you do with that does that just make you anxious and then you spread that to your partner and your family and friends and oh my God, the world's this and COVID and this, like life's shit, da, da, da. and then it spreads. Or do you go, oh shit, like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, well that really, I'm very grateful for what I have in life. And I've realized I've been worrying about first world problems and yeah, what can I do to help myself spread love to, even as simple as just spreading it, to those around you or a simple smile or a simple hello or yeah. whatever it is or and then trust yourself if you intuitively like you said we're coaches like we we know we're helping our clients we're doing our work and it's like even though it seems like it's that niche we know that there's going to be a butterfly effect and you can't help everyone there's the other side of it I met someone who's like, oh, I'm in this charity and this, I'm going to help this and that. And they were like burnt out, stressed out of their mind. And so it's that fine balance. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some people that 
their soul calling is to really to be active and do it all. But you really need to like tap in yourself, like forget what friends, family, the media think, like what excites you, what's your gift to share with the world? And that balance between, yes, inner peace within yourself to find world peace in life, but also how you interact or how you spread that love to the world yeah. as well. So I really liked your point, what you said. Yeah, I mean, we, we only have, you know, we have uh, all 24 hours in the day. And if, if, the, if I know this is my mission, this is how I contribute to a better planet, to a better humanity. If I then get uh, like into the news and what's happening there, I just need to be aware that I'm going to take away from this. Yeah. Right. Like I, we have, our, we have to choose our battles. That, that's, yeah. you know, I, I would love to do something about the war there <clears throat> to help people uh, get more drinking water, to help have them better access to education, to teach meditation to more people, um, to save more animals, to, you know, uh, talk more about holistic health and nutrition and, and movement but I can't do everything at the same time if I would try to do it and I would make like super, super tiny impact and maybe all of those areas. So yeah, we, we, we have to choose what, where we want to put our energy in. And there is not one thing that is most important. There is just like one thing that is the right thing for me. Yeah. And for me as one-on-one -on -one coaching at this point in my life, for yeah. someone else, it might be, you know, yeah, organizing demonstrations to show the political parties that this is, this is what we believe in and the change we want to see. And for the next person might be to be a doctor and for, yeah, another person it's being a meditation teacher. And yeah, yeah of course, I don't do only, like my life consists of more of only doing one-on-one -on -one coaching but that's my profession, my, my purpose, my passion. So I, I know I don't want to get involved into, you know, some, I don't know, like, you know, saving animals, even though I deeply care about animals, but that's a whole other thing, you know, and, and I don't want to do two things half ass because that's going to be less impact in total. So, yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I agree with you. And I think it's a very important point like yeah you have to like trust your intuition and what excites you because if your cup is full and overflowing you're going to help those people around you if your cup's empty then you can't truly help people so it's not selfish it's like selfless and if we all followed that path like the world's gonna be a better place everything will fall into its natural order so I absolutely love that. I love you as a person. So thank you so much for being on this episode of the podcast. So if people resonate with you and they want to work with you, how can they find you and what type of transformation are they going to get? Um, either through my website, which is jantrautwein.com. So J-A-N-T-R-A-U-T-W-E-I-N.com. But they probably see my name somewhere in the yeah, description yeah. of this episode anyway, uh, or through Instagram at Jan underscore Trautwein. Yeah, that's the best way to get in touch with me. And um, the way that I work with my clients is it's, it's a rather 
you know, organic and slow enrollment process where we both get to know each other, feel into each other. Like, am I excited to help this person? Do they have the same values as I do? Um, do they like working with me? Do they get like a benefit? Do they see the value? Do they experience the value? So there's no like sign up button on my website or something like that. Um, it's really just like, if you feel called to get in touch, and uh, we can speak, we can chat. Um, I can give you a, a free coaching session for you to experience the work that I'm doing before making any decision to move forward. That's very important to me. Um, and also I wanna see how, how is it to coach you know, a new person? Like, are they responsive to the coaching? Is it a good fit or not? Um, and the transformation, I mean, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and it's very individual. Like every person is looking for a different transformation, right? Like there are commonalities between my clients. Very often they do want to feel um, more peaceful and less, less stressed um, work-wise or like just in, in general in their life. Um, they also very often want to have a bigger impact through their work or find the clarity on what is it they can do to earn money um, that is really meaningful? You know, like the transition from maybe a job that you got into just to earn money to something that feels like a life purpose. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. and then depending on what transformation someone looks for, we might work together for three months or six months or a year. Like all of those things uh, kind of are discussed on an individual basis and yeah. Amazing, mate. Sounds perfect. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We'll have to have you on soon. And yeah, really looking forward to collaborating with yeah. you in the future. So thanks sure. so much. Thank you, Sam. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed that episode of Happiness Secrets. So like I said before, if you got value out of it, if you resonate with our message to awaken the world and to create world peace, then please share this with someone that you love. And if you leave a five-star review on Spotify and on Apple Music, and you take a screenshot of you sharing it with someone that you love, you enter this amazing competition that you will win Meditation Mastery for free. This is such a life-changing course. This is what I teach my high-level clients in video form. This is your 60-day path to healing your anxiety, depression, stress, and worry so that you can be happy, fulfilled, live with joy, and have it all. You will also win a 90-minute one-on-one coaching and healing session with myself personally. This is at a value of $2,222. The course is also at a value of $2,222. So that's $4,444 of value for you helping to spread this message of love. Thank you.